God friended me. God friended me. What does it mean to befriend someone? It means to cause him or her to be your friend. Mahatma Gandhi once said, it is easy enough to be friendly to one's friend, but to befriend the one who regards himself as your enemy is the quintessence of true religion. John 15, 11 through 15 explains this, and this is in the message. You know, I like to use that because that's like we hear it on the street if someone was talking to us. The 11th verse says, I've told you these things for a reason or a purpose, that my joy might be your joy and your joy wholly mature. This is my command. Love one another the way I have loved you. This is the very best way to love. Put your life on the line for your friends. You are my friends. When you do the things I command you to do, I'm no longer calling you servants because servants don't understand what their master is thinking and planning. No, no, no. I have named you friends because I've let you in on everything I've heard from my father. Wow. So he no longer calls us servants. He calls us friends. If that ain't a friend request, you tell me what it is. You see, the friend request is a message from Facebook that someone wants to contact you. Now, you can either accept them or you can reject the request. The choice is yours. How many of us have seen God's friend request but have ignored it? Some of us even have the nerve to say, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know it was God. <laughs> really? While some internet interactions are online-only relationships, the most common reason we add friends on Facebook is because we know people in real life. So we add them as our friend. The next most common reason for adding a friend is having many mutual friends and a practice that's reported over with half of the users. And did you know we have a mutual friend in Jesus? Yeah, yeah. John 3.16. You know it. You heard it when you were in Sunday school, back when you were a child. Huh? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Wow. If that ain't a friend. Let's look at it in, 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 in the message. You know, the, the language of the street so we can understand it even clearer. And, and nothing wrong with the Living Bible, nothing wrong with King James, you know, English Standard Version, all that. But I, I like this so we can get it clear. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why. So that no one need be destroyed. Huh? By believing in him. Anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go all through all this trouble sending his son merely to point an accusing finger. Huh? 
telling the world how bad it was. No, he came to help to put the world right again. Huh? Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust him has long since been under the death sentence. And they didn't even know it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one of a kind son of God that was introduced to him. They didn't take the friend request. Hmm? Romans 5, 6 through 8 says Christ arrived right on time to make this happened. He didn't and he doesn't wait for us to get ready. No, no, no. He presented himself for the sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to help ourselves. We weren't even ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, there's still nothing we could have done. Because it has to be pure blood, has to be clean blood as a sacrifice for our sin. Because the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Huh? And we can understand someone dying for a person without uh, worth dying for. And we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners. He gave his life. He sacrificed his life for us when we were of no use to him whatsoever. Now you tell me that's not a friend. As chaotic as it may be or seemingly unwise, nevertheless, God friended us. Now the question is, have you answered your friend request. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you answered your friend request? See, some people believe that they are Christians. Yeah, yeah, they believe that. Oh, they think they can wear a white robe. Oh, God's gonna come in the rapture and just just lift them up in the moment of a twinkling of an eye. They, they believe that. But let me tell you what Titus said. Huh? Huh? He says in the King James Version, we're gonna start there. One sixteen. They profess that they know God, but in their works, they deny him being abominable and disobedient unto every good work reprobate. Wow. And then in the NSAB, it says they profess to know God, but by their deeds, they deny him being detestable and disobedient and worthless for any good deed. And then in the NLT, the New Living Testament, such people claim they know God, but they deny him by the way they live. They are detestable and disobedient, worthless for doing anything good or anything right. Wow. These people are unfit. No good, I tell you. There's nothing good in them. Their very works deny God. They don't have to say it. They are disapproved. Their life shows they do not believe. Reprobate in all they do. Their actions call, show they disown God and anything godly. 
They are utterly useless. Matthew 7, 21 through 23 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? <laughs> Can I add this parenthetically? And speak in tongues and all that other stuff. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Huh? Depart from me, you workers of iniquity or lawlessness. Matthew 23, 27 in the King James says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like unto white wall sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Boy, I tell you what, the word of God sure is clear, no matter what version you use. Living Bible says, Woe to you Pharisees, you religious leaders, you are like beautiful mausoleums full of dead men's bones and of foulness and corruption. Boy, I remember doing a couple of funerals at mausoleums, and I guess there must have been a little crack in the walls and them little flies and little gnats was coming about and then people were telling me, you got to hurry up and get through with this service because these little gnats and that and, and a little bit of, of, of smell was seeping out. And everybody knew what was in there. And they just said, listen, we, we respect this funeral and all that good stuff, home going service, whatever you want to call it, but we need to get up out of here. Huh? That's, and, and see, they're full of dead men's bones. Huh? And the message says in 27, 28, you're hopeless. You're religious scholars and Pharisees. You're frauds. You're like manicured grave plots, grass clipped and the flowers bright. But six feet down under is all rotten bones and worm-eaten flesh. My God. People look at you and think you're saints, but beneath your skin, you are total frauds. Wow. Listen, listen, being a friend means that you are the other's biggest support system. It means being able to share life and laugh and love for the rest of your life. It means not getting angry when your opinion is different from theirs or theirs is different from yours. When you are friends, you can call them up at any time and know that you will have help. Hmm? Around the holidays, we hear all about spending time with loved ones. <laughs> that, that's, that's funny. We hear about being grateful and showing them how much we care. And now with this COVID-19 and folks are locked in together with their family, with folks they're supposed to love and cherish and become closer to, how's that working out for you? They tell me divorce rate's up right now. My God, I, I got to move on. A lot of our thoughts will be about our family and friends. And we must not let social media change our perception of friendship or how we view our friends. Huh? We must not let social media change our perception. Huh? We have to behave in a friendly way, just as we would want to be treated. Makes me wonder sometimes, what does being a, a good friend really mean? 
Does it change depending on what context we're in? I mean, my God, it, it would seem that the qualities of a good friend include honesty, love, warmth, loyalty, uh, and, and simply someone I can just be me around. I can just have fun with. Good friends are non-judgmental, huh? And they give you unconditional love. They put you ahead of themselves. And if we consider ourselves to have good friends, don't you think we ought to reciprocate? Jane Austen wrote in uh, Northanger Abbey, there is nothing I would not do for those who are really my friends. Wow. You know what? We all have to agree with that wholeheartedly. And Jim Morrison said, a true friend is someone who lets you have total freedom to be yourself and especially to feel or not feel. Huh? Whatever you happen to be feeling at the moment is fine with them because they are your friend. That's what real friends amount to. Huh? Letting a person be who they really are. And isn't that what God did for us? He made us free moral agents, not robots. We are free to serve him and love him and praise him, are free to do whatever we want to. And of course, if we make the wrong choice, there are consequences and repercussions. Huh? We ought to value friendship based on people that they are there for us through good times and bad times. Huh? True friends are the ones who can sense when we're feeling down. They reach out and say they're thinking of you just because. Huh? We may not see our friend for a long time, and yet they're still the closest thing to us. That's a true friend. It's sort of like an invisible cord. It's attached. Huh? Just connecting our spirits. And, and yes, it can be hard to make time in our busy schedule for our friends, but what do we do? We do it anyway. That's right, because they are our friend. Uh, and whether it's genuine, uh, I mean, excuse me, whether it's a, a, a gesture or, or real quality time, this actually shows what kind of friend they really are. The kind of time they get from us. Careful, careful. Uh, how, how, how many of us are spending time with our husbands, with our wives, with our children. Careful. Or are we saying we got to work? We got overtime. Come, come, preacher, can you move on, please? Let, let me ask you something. Do we IG God, you know, Instagramming? Can we send him a text or an email? Or do we actually talk to God? Pray. Morning, noon, and night, all day long. Huh? Preacher, can you just move on? If we want, we can have amazing friendships in life. One of the best ones that we will ever have, yeah, you know where I'm going, is with God. And why is that, preacher? Because God is crazy about us. Yes, he is. How do we know? Because for God so loved the world, yeah, yeah, that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him will not perish. And, and, and when did he do it? While we were yet 
sinners. My God, that's a friend. You know, it's funny. Someone said everyone wants to ride with you in the limo. But what you want is someone who will take the bus with you when the limo breaks down. Boy, that's, that's, that's real. Huh? We must stop overusing or misusing the word friend these days. We got to stop that. Huh? So, some of these people are just associates. Now, now here's a question. I, I have to ask this. What is God to you? Is he just an associate or is he really your friend? Frederick Nitsky said, it's not a lack of love, but a lack of friendship that makes unhappy marriages. Wow. Wow. What's up with you and God? See, we know he is really your friend. But the question is, are you really God's friend? You, see, you, you, you did know good friends are good partners. If, if you don't have a friendship in a marriage, why'd you get married? Why wouldn't you want someone to treat you as a dear friend, kind and caring, dedicated to your happiness? <laughs> that, that should be what we all want. That makes for the perfect partner. And you know what? That's what God is to us. The question is, what are we to him? Loyalty and friendship is the core to any good relationship. Yeah, this is what we all strive for in a mate. And this is what we have in God. And I'd love to pause there and talk about how men pick a woman because of how she looks and because they're turned on by taste, touch, sound, smell. I don't have time. I, I got to move on. I, women pick a man because he's strong and resolute and makes good decisions and he has good command presence. I, I'd love to dwell on that. I got to move on. Michael Bassey Johnson said, people will walk in and out of your life, but the one whose footstep made a long lasting impression is the one you should never allow to walk out. We must note that not all our friendships will stand the test of time. Sometimes we grow apart. Sometimes people are in our life for a reason and a season. God is there permanently, eternally. Now the question is, is this what we want? You see, sometimes God places people in our life to teach us or reach us. We needed to learn something from them and they needed to learn something from us. There was an impact, uh, though it may not have registered to the scale we wanted. Nevertheless, there was an impact. Uh, and, and, and with God, it's totally different. We, he leaves a great impact all the time. We can't meet God and stay the same. God knows all about us, and yet he still loves us. The psalmist said, what can I give back to God for the blessings he's poured out on me? I'll lift high the cup of salvation, a toast to God. 
I'll pray in the name of God. I'll complete what I promised God I'd do. And I'll do it together with his people. When they arrive at the gates of death, God welcomes those who love him. Oh God, here I am, your servant, your faithful servant. Set me free for your service, God. I'm ready to offer the thanksgiving sacrifice and pray in the name of God. Psalms 119, 12 through 17. Most of us know true friends are hard to come by. Huh? So we ought to have some respect for these friends and treat them well. Huh? We are born into a family and we didn't have any choice in that. Huh? We were born into it. Hmm? With friendships, we have all the choice in the world. And the question is, how are you treating God? And please know, our friendships are the families we choose. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We choose those families. Someone said, when it hurts to look back and you're afraid to look ahead, you can look beside you and your best friend will be right there. And we know this is true with God. He said, I will always be there. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hmm? God told me I was worth something, despite my mishaps. Huh? To some, I may not be much, but God accepted me for who I am. Now, Lord, I want to give you all I am. Oh, I spilled some mess all over my white shirt. And what did God do? He Cloroxed it and made it white again. Oh, what did Isaiah say? Though your sins be as scarlet, I shall make them as white as snow. Too many of us have been playing around with Mr. Clean, huh? Miss Fabioso and Pine Sol and so on. Oh, we played with them. And they smelled so good. But the stains remained, huh? It was still there. Oh, but then big bad virus came along, old CV-19, huh? And even though we put Clorox on the back burner, put it aside, huh? For what smells good, the smell goods didn't work. The only thing that would kill the virus and remove the stain was Clorox bleach. We had to go back to God. Oh, he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, my God, whoo, and forgive their sin and heal their land. Second Chronicles 7. God will kill the virus and remove the stain. We got to stop trying all these fancy things, all these fake friends, and get back to basics. Oh, the blood has signed my name. The blood of Jesus washes away our sins. Huh? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood. <laughs> my God. Thank you, God, for friending me over 2,000 years ago. You know what? I, I'm just going to stop right here. You're going to have to get part two. God bless you.